Hey friend, you're listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. I put out a couple weeks ago on Instagram asking people what questions do you have for me? Like what are the most burning questions that you would love to sit down and ask me if we were to go get coffee? And there was a theme. Not everybody asked the exact same question. I got a lot of people asking me about quote unquote the secret. How do we manifest things? And I've talked a little bit about this before in terms of mindset and goal setting But I wanted to really do this topic justice and do a very in-depth deep dive on what is manifestation. Is it woo-woo? Is it scientific? Is it mathematical? How can we actually create our reality? What is positive thinking? Does positive thinking matter? Does it create existence? Does it create our reality? Do we create our reality? Where is the line between things that just happen and my responsibility for making things happen in my life? And what about manifesting things if I think positive thoughts about money? Will that magically help me create more money? And what about positivity? Will my life actually change if I'm more positive? Or am I just seeing it differently because I'm being less negative? Honestly, there are multiple answers to these questions, which I believe is why a lot of coaches shy away from explaining these things because we would have to go into quantum physics. That way we could explain through quantum physics how manifestation works. Now, here's the thing, guys. I am not a quantum physicist. I mean, hashtag duh. (laughs) However, I am a timeline therapist. So I'm going to explain the quantum physics of manifesting your reality or creating your reality in a way that a timeline therapist would, in a way that an NLP coach would, in the way that maybe your best friend would. And in that way, if you're not a quantum physicist either, you might actually understand this in a better way. Okay, well, let's start with this cliche. What you think about, you bring about. Have you heard of this? What you think about, you bring about. Okay, almost anybody who's ever read even one personal development (laughs) or like been on the internet for more than 10 minutes following personal development people, they have seen this quote, they have heard this quote. What you think about, you bring about. Now here's the thing, there's multiple meanings here. First meaning, and perhaps the easiest to understand and where I think most people's brain go is this example, if I want to be healthier and fit, if I visualize myself as healthy and fit, and I visualize it and visualize it, and I think about it and I think about it, those thoughts eventually change my behavior. 
I want to be more healthy and fit. I want to be more healthy and fit. And if I'm constantly telling myself that over and over and over and over again, those thoughts are going to manifest into behaviors that align with that goal. So maybe I decide to work out every day because I'm visualizing the healthiest, most fit version of myself. And in visualizing that outcome, I behave differently. And I change my behavior, I start working out, I start eating better, I start drinking more water, I eliminate toxins from my diet because I'm thinking about the outcome that I desire the most. This answer makes a lot of sense, right? If I'm daydreaming about what I want, then perhaps that will motivate me to take action. And the actions create the results. Okay, this makes sense. But what about those who say... If you visualize and believe, then the universe will make it happen. Where does that fit into this equation? If I visualize and believe, then the universe will make it happen. Is it the universe or is it me being motivated to take action? Honestly, there is an explanation for the universe meeting you where you're at. Because what if your actions only take you so far? Bear with me for a second. Let's say, for example, that you want to be a famous author and you've done all the work that you can do. You've written the books, you've talked to publicists, you've done everything to market your book to your niche audience. You've done everything in your power and yet you're not manifesting the result that you want, which is to be a famous author or to sell a million copies, let's say. And then you hear other authors talking about how they did the same thing and they weren't making the sales and they weren't making the sales. So then they started visualizing the outcome that they wanted, going absolutely viral and selling hundreds of thousands of copies. And you're like, okay, so if I visualize it and believe in it, then the universe will meet me where I'm at. Let me explain this using quantum physics. Buckle up. And if you haven't had your coffee today, I'm going to recommend that you go get some because <laughs> it might help. Okay, here we go. Let's take matter. Matter, tiny bits of matter like atoms, electrons, and photons. Quantum physicists have figured out that these tiny bits of matter are in what's called superposition, meaning they can exist in multiple places at once. A single atom can exist in multiple places at once. This means that where these particles of matter exist is not in one reality, but rather in waves of possible realities. Just wrap your head around that for a second. Let me give you a real life example. Okay, let's bring this down to your timeline. I want you to think about your life. And have you ever thought about what your life would be like if you had made different choices? Even just one different choice. What if you never decided to date that one person? Or what if you went to a different school, a different college, selected a different major? How greatly would these choices impact your current reality? How many choices have you made in your lifetime? Have you ever thought about that? How many choices have I made in my lifetime? Small choices, daily choices, whether I want to have one cup of coffee today or two, is that impact going to impact my day, 
my week, my month, my year, my life? What about large decisions like who to marry or where to live or when to start a family? How many possible outcomes of your reality exist? Well, according to quantum physics, an infinite number of possible outcomes for your current reality exist based on the possibilities of choices that you have made up until now. So let's go back to that first relationship, let's say. If you stayed together with the first person ever that you dated, what would your life have been like if you guys broke up? Or the opposite, if you broke up with that person, what would your life be like if you guys had decided to stay together? Completely different reality than the one that you're living right now. And that's just one choice. So we're talking about an infinite number of possibilities. Okay, that makes sense. But here's where it gets astoundingly more complicated and wildly more interesting. Quantum physics suggests that not only are there an incalculable possible realities, but that we, the observer of our reality, actually choose. (laughs) We actually choose our current reality. Meaning, of all the infinite possibilities, if we could see all infinite possible outcomes all at once, we currently choose and create the one that we're living in right now. How does it suggest this? Why? And what can you do with this information? Okay, well, remember when I said you're going to want to have that cup of coffee? Did you finish it? (laughs) I hope so, because here we go. Have you ever heard of the double slit experiment? If you have not heard of this, I'm going to explain it the best I can. It's a little bit difficult to explain because I don't have visuals, but you're going to use your imagination and it will work perfectly and you'll understand exactly the results of this experiment. So imagine if you were able to shoot matter, let's say marbles, through some sort of matter shooting gun, okay? And you're shooting this matter onto a blackboard. Then in between the matter shooting gun and the blackboard, you place a metal sheet, okay? So the metal sheet is blocking the matter from the blackboard until you create one single slit in that metal sheet for the matter to fit through. So you're shooting the matter through the gun, through the slit, and onto the blackboard. So what would you see on the blackboard? Well, you would see one line of matter, the matter that got through the slit and landed on the blackboard, creating a perfect slit, okay, like a shadow. Okay, check, that makes sense. Now let's say we add a parallel slit, a double slit, so that now I have two slits in my metal sheet and this would create two slits of matter on the back blackboard. Check, got it, two slits in the middle, two slits on the back of the blackboard. Okay, that's easy. Now, let's say we take this experiment into water. We allow water or waves to drift through the metal sheet with one slit. The water would go through the slit and then expand outward like a ripple. This ripple would hit the blackboard heaviest at the top of that circle, at the top of the ripple, so that the impact would still look like one nice neat impact line on the blackboard where the impact was the heaviest at the top of the circle. Make sense? So one slit in the middle, one slit of heaviest impact of the water on the blackboard. But what happens when you create a second slit in the middle sheet with the water experiment? 
the water goes through both slits at the same time and creates two equal ripples, circles if you will, that intersect with one another. This intersection of waves creates a new wave pattern where some of the ripples are intensified and some waves are canceled, like they cancel each other out, they're absorbed. So if the top of one wave meets the top of another wave, they intensify together. If the top of one wave meets the bottom of a different wave, they cancel each other out. So what do you get on the back of the blackboard? Well, you don't get two lines, but actually you get a lot of lines. Lines of intensity showing where the water has merged and then blank spaces showing where the water has erased itself or canceled itself out. So in other words, an interference pattern. It would look like this. Line of impact, space. Line of impact, space. Line of impact, space. So let's just sum that up really quick. Okay, so here's the summary. Okay, so to summarize what I just said really quickly. When we throw matter, like marbles, through the two slits, we get two lines. When we do the experiment with waves, it creates an interference pattern of many lines. Now, we're going to take this experiment quantum. What happens when we throw tiny particles of matter, such as atoms, photons, or electrons, through those slits? Well, if we do it through one slit, it creates one slit on the blackboard. But if we shoot these particles through two slits, we would expect to see two lines of matter, like with the marbles. But what we see instead is an interference pattern like what we saw with the water. This result actually shocked quantum physicists. The tiny matter should in theory act like the marbles, going through the two slits and creating two slits of matter on the blackboard. It shouldn't behave like waves where there's an interference pattern. How were the tiny particles of matter creating an interference pattern? It didn't make sense. Were the particles splitting and interfering with themselves? The quantum physicists could not figure out why these tiny particles of matter were creating an interference pattern, so they thought maybe these electrons are interfering with each other to create the interference pattern. So here's what they decided to do. They decided to shoot the electrons through one at a time, presumably taking away an opportunity for the electrons to interfere with each other. In shooting the electrons through one at a time, they hypothesized that this would create two separate lines going through the metal sheet and two separate lines on the blackboard. But after an hour of shooting the electrons through one at a time, do you know what they found? An interference pattern. They couldn't figure it out, and so mathematically, they tried to work on this equation. And mathematically, their findings were even more bizarre. They found that a single electron would go through one slit, and the other, and neither, and both, and one, both slits, but also neither one. They could not mathematically figure out which outcome was reality. So, what do they do? They can't figure it out. So what they decide to do is they decide to observe the electron. That way they can figure out what's really happening. So they decide to do the experiment again, this time placing a device meant to observe the matter as it passed through the slits. The device would be able to tell the physicists which slit the electron was going through each time. But 
when the device observed the electrons, the electrons behaved like marbles. And instead of creating its previous interference pattern, which it had created over and over and over again, once observed, it created two distinct lines of matter. Do you know what that means? It means the electrons changed their behavior simply because it was being observed. That means the mere act of observation changed the outcome. Okay, this is like bending your mind into a pretzel. So when they were trying before without observing it, their results indicated not two slits of matter, but an interference pattern wherein which the electrons would go through one slit and the other slit and both and neither. And they could not figure out what was really happening because the electrons were in superposition. Remember, I told you superposition means that these particles of matter were existing not in one reality, but in multiple places at once. Waves of possibilities rather than a collapsed reality. Why does this matter? Why is this so exciting? And what can you do to apply this to your life? I want to take this experiment to timeline therapy. Imagine, if you will, that all of your past events create a line and all of your future events create a line and you're sitting at now. So maybe your time goes from left to right or your timeline goes from back to front or maybe it's a diagonal or an L shape. Does not matter as long as you are able to understand that all of time is represented in your unconscious mind with a line. Now, imagine all of the possible timelines in your life. If every decision that you made fractured your timeline or created a new line, wherein your reality now exists on a line, but all of the potential realities also exist on lines above you and below you. What if when we were first born, all of those lines existed because time hadn't collapsed yet? An observation hadn't been made yet. So all of those timelines were possibilities. And as you're living your life, you're collapsing the possibilities into one reality. What you remember your timeline to be. That's reality. That is what happened. It's not the only possibility of what could have happened. It is what did happen and thereby, because of observation, became reality. I'm going somewhere really cool with this, I promise. Hang in there. Well, here's what that indicates. We can't change the past because we've observed it. Once we observed it, all of the waves of potentials, all of the waves of potential possibilities collapsed into one reality. So I can't change my past. But all of the possible timelines for my future still exist the wave of potential outcomes in my future is still there, which means everything in front of now is endless possibilities. So I want you to now imagine if your past is a line coming off of your body and your future is hundreds of thousands of lines coming off of your body. This is what quantum physics explains that because we haven't observed the future yet, it hasn't been decided. It's just a wave of potentials. Until we observe each second, the wave of potentials remains incalculable. 
it remains undecided. However, try this on. What if you could observe the future and thereby collapse all of the potential possibilities into one line, creating your future to be exactly what you wanted it to be? Remember, quantum physics says that once we observe something, all of the potential possibilities collapse into one reality. Well, what if I could be in control of the collapsing part of my reality? That's the question. And this is why people put so much stock into vision boards. It's why they put stock into manifestation. It's why they put stock into positive thinking. What they're actually talking about when they're saying manifesting is they're saying observing my future in order to collapse it into my reality. Do my thoughts actually create my reality? Quantum physics suggests that it does. You are the observer of your life. And as you're observing your life, making judgments on it, making thoughts on it, feelings on it, putting it into words, describing it, it's your understanding of reality that makes it true. Now, of course, as a timeline therapist and as a coach, I have a huge caveat here that I absolutely need you to understand before you shut this off and go make a vision board and say, woohoo, I'm going to create my reality, which by the way, I encourage you to do that. Yet, please, please, please listen to this next part. It's crucial. And if you miss this next part, you miss the whole thing. So I want you to, again, imagine your life as a timeline where all of your past events create a line coming off of your body and all of your future events create a line coming off of your body and you're sitting at now. What's in that past timeline? There might be in your past timeline things that have happened that have been sad or even things that the unconscious mind would classify as being traumatic. These things that have happened in our past, whether they be big events or small events or anything in between, they shape how we see the world. It shapes our identity and our understanding of our existence, of our present, and even of our future. Our past also helps us understand other people and our relationship to those other people. So let me give you a concrete example so that this will make more sense. You're free from this example. This is just an example, but it will help you understand where I'm going. So let's say that I sit down with a client and this hypothetical client, let's say, had alcoholic parents. And growing up in this environment, this client learned that they couldn't trust their parents because maybe sober mom would say, oh, absolutely, you can go to that party on Saturday. But then by the time that Saturday comes, mom's drunk, dad's drunk, or the environment is out of control and they are not going to be taken to the party. So this child learns very quickly that they can't trust their parents, that they shouldn't trust authority, and that they also can't trust plans because plans aren't a real thing. They don't exist. Too many broken promises. So as this person gets older, they may still experience trust issues with authority, even though consciously they might not understand why. They might also have a hard time making and keeping plans, and they might not understand why. 
Well, because this pattern was created in the past timeline, it is going to be projected and recreated in the future timeline over and over and over again. If you will imagine that timeline again and imagine the past is in one direction, the future is in another, and I want you to imagine that now is actually a mirror or a projector that reflects the past into the future and recreates itself over and over. There's a couple of different reasons why this recreation occurs. The first reason is because since the unconscious mind has learned that something is bad, let's say, the authority that can't be trusted, the parents that can't be trusted, well, that unconscious mind is trying to prevent distrust and betrayal from happening again. So because it's trying to prevent betrayal, the unconscious mind is always on the lookout. It's always looking for the distrust. It's always looking for the betrayal. It's always looking, questioning, and second-guessing if someone is trustworthy. So because it's looking for the distrust, guess what? It finds what it's looking for, and it finds it over and over and over again. It proves itself right. Once the unconscious mind makes a decision for itself, it's going to collect the evidence to prove itself correct. Whereas the person who doesn't distrust authority, they're not looking for the distrust. They're not looking for the betrayal. So they're probably not going to experience it as often because it's not in their past timeline. They don't project it into their present and future timeline. So one time when I was sitting with a client in a timeline therapy session, I asked her, you know, what were her goals for the relationship that she was currently in with her boyfriend? And her goal at the time was to get married. And I said, okay, that's, that is a fantastic goal. Let's go into your future and see, you know, this wedding taking place. So we did some timeline therapy. She went into the future and basically what her unconscious mind saw was not her wedding day. It was her getting a divorce from this person. And so I said, okay, let's figure out why you're seeing the divorce. What is in the past timeline that's being projected? So we did timeline therapy around her past and guess what we found? Multiple divorces on her mom's side and multiple divorces on her dad's side. So her unconscious mind made the decision if I ever get married, it's going to end in divorce. You're free from this example. But I'm just explaining to you how the past timeline recreates itself into the future timeline. It collapses all the other possibilities and projects what we don't want into the future. So now that we know this and we understand this, what can we do about it so that we actually can create the future that we want instead of recreating the past trauma over and over and over again? This is where therapy and timeline therapy or EMDR therapy come into play. You don't need all modalities. You need one healing modality that can support you in cleaning up the past, in bringing resolution and healing to the past unconsciously. Once we clean up the trauma in the past or the limiting decisions in the unconscious mind, when did you decide that authority could not be trusted, for example, when did you decide that all marriages end in divorce? Those would be examples of limiting decisions in the unconscious mind due to trauma. Now, the key word I said there was in the unconscious mind. So here's where people fall into a little bit of a trap when it comes to 
positive thinking and creating their reality with positive thoughts. Your positive thoughts that you can control, those are at the conscious level. Well, where is the trauma taking place? Where's the trauma stored? Where's the negative emotions and the limiting decisions stored? The unconscious mind. So let's take this client, for example, whose parents have had multiple divorces. That client cannot just positively think themselves into a positive, healthy marriage. Yes, the positive thinking will get them a little bit further along than if they weren't doing anything at all. But what that client actually needs in order to collapse her future timeline into the one that she wants is she needs healing in the unconscious mind and she needs a metaphorical eraser to go back into her past timeline and erase the trauma's impact, to erase the negative emotions that were created, to erase the limiting decisions that were created. That way, she really can get the results that she wants in the future timeline because the past timeline has been cleaned. Now, here's where we get to tie everything together in a nice, neat bow. In timeline therapy, what the client is actually doing when they're looking at their past timeline is they are becoming a different observer. They are becoming a different observer of their past and making new decisions, new understanding, and new awareness about what happened in the past so they can grab new learnings and create, even though it's the same event, create for themselves a different reality, a different understanding of the past. And in that way, what they're actually doing, if you can wrap your mind around this for a minute, is they're actually changing the trajectory of their entire timeline by making a different observation of their past. So taking it back to the beginning of this podcast with the double slit experiment, remember that the observer changed how the electrons behaved. Before there was an observer, there was an endless number of possibilities, right? Waves of potential. Well, once we put the observer there, that wave of potential collapsed into one reality. So what I'm explaining is that in timeline therapy, we actually go backward to the waves of potential before a collapse happened. And we pick a new collapse. We pick a new timeline. We pick a new learning. We observe differently, make a different decision about how reality happened and choose to view it differently. Then that recreates for ourselves a different wave of potential, a different wave of possibilities. And we become in control of how we design our future based on how we control how we see our past. I know we went really deep into quantum physics. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, yes, positive thinking will actually support you in creating the future that you want. Yet, the caveat is, the positive thinking has to be at the unconscious level. It has to be at the deepest level of the subconscious. That's where those positive thoughts come from that traject your future for you. So, although... The Secret is giving good advice. The book, The Secret, it's giving good advice. Think positive. Believe in yourself. And the universe will rise to meet you where you're at. Yes, and there's way more to this. The positive thinking has to come from the deepest layers of my unconscious. The thoughts, the deepest layers of the thoughts 
and emotions I have about myself and the thoughts and emotions that this goal brings about for me. If I have any negative thoughts about myself, about this goal, about my potential to achieve this goal, it won't happen. I don't want that to discourage you. I want it to open your eyes a little bit to what is this whole think positive and create your life. Yes, but what are we talking about when we say think positive? Just talk to myself in the mirror every day and and talk positive affirmations to myself? Mm, Actually, what that book means is go into the deepest layers of the unconscious, heal the unconscious, so that in your past timeline, you believe positive thoughts about yourself in the past, and that's what creates your future timeline for you. Those positive thoughts from your past create your future timeline for you in your future. So here's what you can do. If you're looking at your past timeline and you're like, well, crap, I've got trauma or I've got big events. I've got significant emotional events in my past. I've got limiting decisions there. I've got negative emotions. So are you telling me there's no hope that my future's already decided for me? What I'm actually saying is there's a lot of hope. There's lots and lots of hope. You get to decide how you want to clean up the stuff in your past. You can decide to go to therapy. You can decide to do EMDR. You can decide to hire a timeline therapist, NLP certified life coach. You have options. But if you really want to get in the driver's seat and draw out exactly what you want for your future and you want to manifest it and create it, you deserve to up-level your life by hiring a resource that can help you clean up the past, clean up the unconscious thoughts, and get them in alignment with your future, the real future you, the best version of yourself. So if that's you right now and you're listening and you're like, yes, I determine my destiny, not my past. I want to be the one that writes my future. I am ready to resource up. Here's what you can do to get started in the easiest most low pressure way that you can get started. I have a class coming up called five days closer. And in this class, we are going to create for yourself the ideal future timeline. What do you want it to look like? What do you want it to feel like? How much money do you want? What's your health and fitness level? Just everything that you could possibly want for your future self, your ideal future. We're going to paint that picture together, metaphorically speaking. In this five-day class, we're going to get super clear on that vision. Then we're going to figure out what in your past timeline is actually blocking you from that picture so you can learn how to close that gap and make your future dream your current reality. If that sounds exciting to you, all you have to do is scroll down to the show notes and click on the link that says, yes, sign me up for five days closer. Five days closer to what? Five days closer to your higher self. Five days closer to your perfect vision. Five days closer to the future that you want to create for yourself right now. Just scroll down, click on the link. You'll see all of the details. When we start, what you can expect, you do not need to be live. I am going to be doing these classes live so you can sit with me. You can ask me questions during the live video. You can feel the energy of everyone else. But if you can't make it live... No worries, everything's going to be recorded and sent to you via recording as well. So we can make this work for your life. There are no excuses. You deserve this. Let's do it together. Before you go, I just want to sum up what you learned today because you learned a lot. 
Basically, what we learned is that atoms, electrons, and photons, tiny bits of matter, are in superposition, meaning they exist in multiple places at once. They exist in waves of potentials of realities rather than one reality until observed. Once observed, that potential of waves of reality collapses into one reality. This happens in our life as well. We start out our life with waves of potentials that gradually collapse into one reality day by day, decision by decision. Well, as we're building our past timeline with each day that we've lived, there are things in our past timeline that get projected into the future. So if we still want waves of potential for the future, we must create, recreate the waves of potential in the past by going back and doing timeline therapy to see things differently, to observe things differently. And as we observe things differently, we recreate waves of potential in the past select a new reality, come back to future now, which is different, a different reality in order to project and create what we want in our future timeline with healthy, happy, positive thoughts at the most unconscious level. And if that sounds exciting to you and you're ready to do that with somebody, all you have to do is scroll down and sign up for the five-day class. It is the lowest amount of commitment required (laughs) for you to be five days closer to that new picture for your life. I cannot wait to see you inside that class. Sign up today because space is limited and let's write your future together. Scroll down, sign up, and I will see you in that class where we get to up-level your life and yes, manifest the future that you want for yourself. I know you learned a lot today. I'm so proud of you for sticking in. This is the end. You made it. (laughs) If you want to listen to this episode more than once, I encourage that. It might take two times, maybe three times, to really sink in a full understanding of how quantum physics relates to timeline therapy and what that means for you and manifesting your future. I believe in you, friend. Remember, life is a journey. You're the one in the driver's seat. I will see you in that five-day class. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.